Hello everybody and welcome along to episode number 9 of the Gunas of Malaysia podcast. On this episode, I'll be recapping Arsenal's fixtures in pre-season. A quick preview for our first game of the season against Brentford away from home. And finishing off with a round of quickfire transfer rumours. With that being said, sit back, relax, grab your tetari and I hope you enjoy the episode. Alright, so... Let's start off with Arsenal's pre-season. Let's do a recap of it. I think all in all, our results in pre-season haven't been too appealing. Uh, let's run through the results. We lost 2-1 to Hibernian, drew, drew 2-2 against Rangers. Of course, we couldn't do the America leg of our pre-season because of COVID. So we had to replace those two games with Millwall and Watford, in which we won both games 4-1 really exciting matches and then the last two friendlies to round off pre-season were against Chelsea and Tottenham both ending in defeats one at the Emirates against Chelsea and a 1-0 defeat against Tottenham so I think the main talking points that we can take out from pre-season is that Aubameyang just does not want to score I think he's saving all his goals for the league this season um I think the games against Millwall and Watford were quite exciting, although the calibre of the opposition were mm, question well, not questionable, but lower than previously. But having said that, we did lose to Hibernian 2-1. Uh, notable instances in pre-season, I think, would be Thomas Partey's ankle injury. The game against Chelsea was pretty intense for a friendly match, and... Uh, is not great. I think we won't see Partey until the end of the international break, which is going to be a bit of a shame. I think he's scheduled to come back earlier, but if I was Mikel Arteta, I wouldn't take that chance with him because we did that last season and he was out for basically um, four months or something. So that is that. Obviously, really disappointing to lose to Tottenham. 1-0, but then again, it's just a friendly, so who really cares? Uh, Should we read into any of these games? I think only to a certain extent. You know, there have been past seasons where we've had a really good preseason and we still managed to flub up the start of the season, so I I don't think this would be too catastrophic. But the one thing I think is going to be a bit telling from all these games is that the way that we played in these friendly matches were exactly the same as we did in the tail end of last season, which was not good. Even though we lo- uh, we won most of those games, it was not pretty. It was not pretty football, and our defending has been pretty poor on set pieces throughout this preseason. So, hopefully, Arteta has had that sorted out with the time he's had. Because we are going to have a very, very, very tricky first game of the season against newly promoted Brentford away from home in their new stadium as well. Um, Besides that, I think we do need to give Lacazette a pretty good shout out. I mean, the guy is in his last year of his contract at Arsenal, but I think he was pretty much the standout performer in Arsenal's preseason. I think right behind Pepe. In the games so hopefully that bodes well for our start of the season assuming that he stays on at the club and he doesn't move on and let's not forget to mention we did see a glimpse of 
Tavares at left back, which I think he looks quite solid over there as a backup for Kirantini, so looking forward to that. Albert Sambi Lokonga in midfield. Of course, he hasn't started any of, his, or any of those games, but in the games that he did play against Chelsea and Tottenham, Premier League opposition, I think he looked like he really held him, held his own against Premier League opposition. Uh, of course, he's still a pretty young player. He hasn't tried this league out before, but I think, according to our circumstances, I think he is actually in line to start the game against Brentford, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. And of course, the signing so far of the transfer window for us is Ben White. I think from the glimpses that we've seen so far, he's definitely our replacement for David Luiz, and you know, he looks he looks alright, but then again, sample size not there, it's only a couple of games, and they're all friendly so far, but he's got good touch. His defending is okay so far, I'd say. He is a smaller defender at the back, so we have to see how he does in the air against you know, set pieces and things like that, but his touch is really good, his build-up play from the right-hand side of defense so far is acceptable, and he's quite comfortable with carrying the ball into midfield, and I think that's really important for Mikel Arteta's build-up for this coming season, so yeah, let's hope for the best for Ben White. Alright, so without further ado, let's move on to the first game of the season preview against Brentford. Alright, so some background on Brentford. Yes, they are a newly promoted team. I think they were one of the most attractive teams in their championship last season. Um, yes, they are playing in a new stadium, first game of the Premier League season. I think it's the first time in, what, 70 plus years that they're in the top flight. So it's going to be, it's definitely going to be an occasion for them. Plus they have fans back in the stadium, so definitely expect a tricky match against Brentford. Right, so just to pile on the misery for Arsenal, even though, you know, the game hasn't even started yet. Brentford are a very good defensive side, I'd say. You know, they ended their championship season nine games unbeaten at home, so it's not going to be an easy match. You know, a lot of people will think, yeah, it's a newly promoted side, we're an established Premier League team, we should go over there and turn them over. If we've learned anything from the past couple of seasons, these new teams coming up from the championship are pretty good. So, let's go on to some team news now. It's not looking good for Arsenal at this point. You know, Gabriel, our defender, he's still out with an ankle injury. Obviously, he had to pull out the Olympics because of that. It's a shame and hopefully he'll be able to come back because I think if you compare him with Pablo Marie, I'm a bit more comfortable with him in the back line than with Marie at this point. Not saying Marie's bad, but I think Gabriel is definitely an upgrade. You know, we spent quite a bit of money on him last season, something like 20 plus million to bring him in. And we need to be playing players like that. Now, team news just came out, well, this breaking news just came out as I was recording this podcast. Aubameyang and Lacazette will not be in the squad for this match as they are both down with an illness, undisclosed so far. So hopefully it's not too bad. And please, lads, quick recovery because we will need you for this start of the season. You know, we've had, we have some really tough games, you know, Brentford, Chelsea, 
the week after that and then we have oh well we, we don't know who we're going to play in the Carabao Cup just yet and then we have Man City to round off August so it's going to be extremely tough so please come back as soon as possible now this is also a problem because well Eddie Nketiah is also out injured with a with an ankle injury from pre-season so well who's going to start up front for Arsenal you know I, I sincerely hope we don't see Willian up front playing as a false nine in this game but hey I would not put it past Mikel Arteta at this point <sighs> it's gonna be very frustrating but hey uh, I think this is gonna be so this is gonna be my predicted lineup that I would like to see on the day itself um, I think it's gonna be pretty much the spine of the team in this sense I mean we, we are limited in sev in a couple of I think we are limited in a couple of positions but the team almost picks itself so Leno in goal Chambers at right back I'm gonna have Ben White and Pablo Marie because I don't think we have any other options besides them and Kieran at left back so maybe Arteta goes for Bellerin at right back but I think Chambers will start this match I think he will suit the game as Brentford are pretty much a set piece kind of team as well they're really good in set pieces so I think Chambers is gonna add an extra element of defense assuming that Ben White isn't exactly the most proficient in the air as well so just to counterbalance the team I think that's gonna be our back line in midfield I fully expect Granit Xhaka even though he just came back from his Switzerland outing at the Euros I think he'll start this match alongside Sambi Lakonga. I'm just call, just gonna call him Sambi from now on because I think his name's just too long. And I like the name Sambi. So I think it's gonna be Sambi and Shaka in midfield and Emil Smith Rowe in the 10. So it's gonna be a 4-2-3-1 position or formation. And now this is where it gets quite interesting. It's not ideal, but our front three, I'm gonna put Pepe on the right left doesn't really matter Saka on the opposite flank and Balogun up front now I personally don't like this front three purely because I think it's a little bit early for Saka to be in the team you know he's had a very long calendar year for football and ideally he should not be starting this match but hey if circumstances turn out this way then I think Arteta is going to throw him in for this first game of the season now where I think there can be some permutations is definitely in this front three I highly suspect we might see William instead of Saka or Pepe sorry I think Pepe we might see William in the front three possibly as this false nine but let's not say it too loudly otherwise Arteta might hear us um, but the other suggestion that but the other alternative I think Arsenal have is Martinelli because he's back from the Olympics and I think he's back training as well so I suspect he'll be on the bench for this game but don't put it past Arteta to start in, in this game so yeah it's so yeah as as mentioned before it's gonna be a pretty tough game um last season we were pretty solid defensively 
So last season we were pretty solid defensively and Leno in preseason, to his credit, has been putting up some performances even though to his credit, he has been putting up some decent performances in preseason. Uh, we haven't kept a clean sheet just yet, but I think his goalkeeping has definitely improved. Am I confident with this lineup? I'm unsure, but I am excited because I would like to see Sambi in midfield and Balogun starting up front. I think that's going to be really exciting. He's a terrific finisher in the under-23s. And I think this is the perfect opportunity for him. You know, all the senior strikers are out, like I said, Aubameyang and, and Ketia. This is his time to shine and show Arteta that, hey, he is the man. All, of course, it brings up the debate, can we be relying on him as our backup striker for the season? Mm, a bit questionable over there but I, I believe in him I, I believe that he has the quality to do it and he just needs a run of games in the first team so I hope he starts the match or at least get some game time now score prediction for this I think it's gonna be 2-1 to Arsenal but it's gonna be a very tight 2-1 I think we will concede the first goal but we'll eventually win the match and that's going to be my prediction i think we have just enough in this team to edge it but definitely we're not going to be playing very attractive football in this match i think it's going to be quite scrappy and i'm predicting for saka to score a goal if he plays and you know what i hope balogun scores his first premier league goal i would like to see that happen yeah Right, so just just to end off, yes, yeah, so, and yeah, I think that's going to be, so I don't have much else to talk about in the preview for Brentford, I think the season, you know, there's not much to go on with the season just yet, and of course we want to focus more, so yeah, that's going to be a quick preview for Brentford, of course the game's going to be in like six hours, so uh, I don't want to keep this podcast for too long, and I, I you know, would like to get it out to all the listeners before the match itself um, I just want to say the match for Malaysians is going to be at 3am personally that's going to be completely different because I think this is the first time that I'm watching Arsenal's first game of the season on a Friday night or early Saturday morning since I started supporting this club so that's going to be a first for me but looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a, a terrific match. But looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a very interesting match. Now, everyone does this. I did this last season as well. And it's pretty simple. What position are we going to finish in this season? So before I end off this section, I want to end it off with two questions that I'm going to give my two predictions uh, for the season. So before I end off this section, I just want to give my two predictions for this season. The first one is where oh, where in the table will Arsenal finish? Personally, considering the competition, top four is definitely out of the question. I think United are far too strong with Sancho and Varane. 
city uh well the man city we are you know five seven years now away from challenging manchester city they brought in jack grealish for 100 million they hopefully will sign harry kane so that we won't have to deal with him at spurs anymore and you know if, if that does happen i think he will go down well not him but i think man city will definitely be you know favorites to win the league if that does happen so that's united that city liverpool are well they're expecting a lot of injuries or inj liverpool they're expecting a lot of the injured players to return so it's it's gonna be like a new signing for them and i think they're gonna be back to the best this coming season um with fans at anfield again so they're gonna be up there chelsea special mention to them i think they are the the other team that would be challenging for the title you know they were doing really well without a proper out and out striker you know timo verner he misses the target quite a bit he's pretty prolific in that sense but they just signed lukaku for about 100 million pounds or something they're definitely gonna be up there and i think they have the squad to challenge city at the same time apart from that i think the rest of the the groups like west ham they were pretty good last season i think they'll be there thereabouts in the uh, top seven and leicester I think the team for Leicester hasn't really changed much, but the quality is still there. I think they will be knocking on the door of top four. So it's going to be really tough. Personally, I predicted that we would finish in the top four last season. We were only something like six points away from cracking the top four. But considering how everyone else has strengthened over this summer and we haven't really addressed our problems just yet, I think realistically we would get seventh this season realistically so now that brings me to the second question or prediction what would be classified as success for Mikel Arteta this season because as mentioned in previous episode Arteta does have some more time on his Arsenal contract and it doesn't look like he would get the sack from Arsenal just yet even though he fell short of uh, European football last season. So barring a complete and utter... So barring a shambolic campaign. So I think Arteta is pretty secure in his job. I think he will be able to see his job out to the end of the season. Barring if we are like 11th in December. I think if we are... In the second half of the table, I think things will change. I think he might go if we were performing that badly, considering we don't have Europe as well. But all things considered, I think he will see his job out until the end of the season. Now, what would be classified as success? I think getting 6th or 7th place. He definitely can't finish 8th again for a third season in a row. He definitely can't do that. But but I think success for him would be a 6th place finish. Or a 7th place finish. 
but we play really attractive football. So we go, we are back to Arsenal, attacking the Arsenal way. I think then he has a little bit more leeway in keeping his job if he finishes seventh. Play attractive football, please. Now, one other possibility, I will say, I think from my, my prediction is going to finish seventh, but I think it's really close between that and finishing eighth again. And to that, I'll say... I'm torn between picking 7th and 8th because it's a real possibility that we could finish 8th again this season, but I think we might have a very deep cup run in you know the FA Cup or the, uh, the what's it called, Carabao Cup. I think we might have a pretty deep run in those competitions. So if, if Arteta comes out with another trophy, I think he's secured. No matter where he finishes, I think he will be secured if he lands one of those trophies. So we will see. It's definitely going to be an interesting season coming up. Right, so as promised, this is going to be a much shorter podcast for today. We are going to our third segment called Quickfire Transfer Rumours. Now, I'm going to blast through this because we have quite a few that we have not covered since the last episode. Now, the first one is going to be Hussam Awa, reportedly £25 million. Now, before the last episode, I said I don't think it's going to happen, not too impressed with him. I personally now think that Hussam Awa is actually Arsenal's second choice uh, number 10 or creative midfielder that we're looking for. Um, Number one being Martin Odegaard because, again, Breaking news since we started recording this podcast, Odegaard is actually favoured to rejoin Arsenal because of his circumstances in Real Madrid and their need, Real Madrid's need, to balance their books. I mean, we've seen that with Barcelona. That's the other big transfer news of this season or this transfer window. I think it's huge. Barcelona actually lost Lionel Messi to PSG of all teams. And just a sidebar on this, if PSG don't win the league, don't win all the cups, and don't win the Champions League, there's something wrong. Because they have assembled a team of, you know, the Harlem Globetrotters level of team over there. And it's scary. I'm so glad we're not in Europe and we don't have to play them. Because it's it's just unfair. But anyway, coming back to Hussein Awa, again, another French international. There's a link over there. Again, I think he's going to be second choice. And Odegaard, who is rumoured to be around £40 million, I think um, is definitely the favourite to join Arsenal or rejoin Arsenal again on a permanent basis. So yeah, I think... So yeah. Now the other big rumour coming out from this transfer window is Lautaro Martinez. Lautaro Martinez from Inter Milan. Now... When the news first broke, I think two weeks ago, or last week maybe, I thought it was rubbish. I don't think we were ever into him. And certainly now, after Inter Milan has lost Lukaku for £100 million, there's no way they're going to let Martinez leave. But he would have been an exciting signing, I will say that. I mean, he is very similar to Alexis Sanchez in that sense. So, hey, we can all dream, but definitely not happening. Now, our goalkeeper situation is in dire straits. One injury to Bernd Leno and we might as well chuck, you know, Aubameyang in goal because he doesn't score. He probably won't let anything in as well. But yeah, 
we have no faith in Runison. I think Akwongo isn't ready for the first team and we have uh, another under 23s goalkeeper called Heen. He doesn't look ready as well for the Premier League. So we do have goalkeepers, but I don't think they are of the quality for Arsenal in the league. So we have been linked with Neto from Barcelona on a loan deal. Now, I think this one has the most chance of, hap uh, of happening. As mentioned before, Barcelona are in dire straits. They need to balance the books. I think they'll push us to buy Neto, but I'll be in favor of a loan. Now, going back to the goalkeeper's um, situation. Yeah, so I'll, I'll push for a loan for Neto. Now, is he a decent goalkeeper? I, I think he's all right. He's not going to be as bad as Runison, I think. You know, if, you, if you're at Barcelona, you can't be that bad. Um, hopefully, the loan fee isn't too high because no numbers have been reported just yet. And, you know, I, I personally think this has like a 60% chance of happening. So, I think Neto might be our second choice goalkeeper uh, this, coming, uh, well, this season. Well, this season. So, the other goalkeeper that we've heavily been linked with throughout the whole summer is Aaron Ramsdale. The, the fee quoted is about £30 million. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I think he joined Sheffield United for about £24 million. So, it does make sense that they don't want to, you know, break even or lose money on him. But, if he's coming in as a second-choice goalkeeper and you spend £30 million, we are getting rinsed as a club. We should not be spending that much money on a backup goalkeeper. He's going to only play, what, 10 games, probably. Assuming that Leno doesn't get sent off or injured in the league. That's scary if we, would do, if we were going to do that deal. And, well, according to current reports, I don't think it's going to happen. According to current reports, I don't think it's going to happen. But for me personally, I have no problems with the player itself. I think he's a decent goalkeeper, good backup option. But the price is way too high. You know, it's way too high. So this brings up... So I just want to quickly touch... Yeah, so way too high and it should not be done. You know, if, if this deal gets done, I really question direction by Edu and Arteta for our transfer dealings. Because I'm just going to quickly touch on this. If we didn't want to, I mean, I don't understand why we are spending so much time on a goalkeeper or getting a backup goalkeeper. We had Matt Ryan last season on loan. Yes, he was in his final year of his contract. We could have gotten him for free. We've seen that he was all right as a backup goalkeeper and he would have fit into the club. I think that would have been the easier option, but Arsenal, being Arsenal, chose the more complicated route. Let him go back on a free transfer and now we're in a position where one injury to Leno and our season's done you know our season actually is already done because we don't have a, a striker up front but hey that's a different story now the next rumor is Corentin Tolisso he plays in Bayern Munich I believe he's an attacking midfielder the price going around is eight and a half million pounds I don't think it's gonna happen uh, personally, I don't think it's going to happen and I think it's just agent talk to get his client's name out there because it's it's pretty easy for agents just to band out Oh, Arsenal are interested in his player So yeah, not happening. So next on the list is Tammy Abraham 
in terms of forwards, I quite like Tammy Abraham. I think, I, yeah, in terms of forwards, I quite like Tammy Abraham for what he does. You know, he was pretty good at Chelsea when he had a run in the team. But all things considered, I don't think he will join Arsenal. I don't think so. Purely because of the striker merry-go-round that's going to happen in Italy. So, the price... So the price Chelsea are looking for about is so the price Chelsea are looking for is about thirty-five million pounds. With Inter Milan selling Lukaku, I think they will probably buy another player in the Italian league, and I think this will start the merry-go-round. And I think Tammy Abraham would jump ship to Italy. Now. Where I think this might have legs is that if Inter Milan comes to us and says, hey, we want Lacazette, then I think Tammy Abraham to Arsenal would be on. But for right now, I don't think it will be. And yeah, the striker situation, Arsenal, again, is another problem. You know, we need to let go of Eddie Nketiah. He's in his last year of his contract. We need to move him on. Lacazette and Aubameyang, Ideally, we would move both of them on and start fresh with a new type of striker and Tammy Abraham fits that bill. A striker that does not impede the pathway of someone like Balogun. He would be perfect, but again, circumstances says, hey, it's not going to happen. So it's looking quite unlikely at this point. So next we have Kieran Chippier. I think that's just nonsense. 34 million from Atletico Madrid. I personally don't think we will be doing business with Atletico Madrid for the next five years. Uh, well, purely because of what we did with Thomas Partey and Lucas Torreira to them. I don't think we'll be doing business with them, no matter what happens. Apart from that, he's also 30. He's a right back, he's 30 years old. I think he's completely the wrong profile for Arsenal to sign, and that's a lot of money for a 30-year-old, so stay away from that, please. Next one on the list is Yassin Adli from Bordeaux. Don't know much about him. He's a youth prospect down in France, or up in France. I think it's 50-50. It might happen. It might be our Ganduzi for this season. 50-50. Um, no opinions on it just yet. James Madison, another name that is constantly linked with Arsenal. I think it's not going to happen. Um, yeah. I personally don't think it's going to happen. 60 million, I think it's price quoted by Leicester, plus a player swap, either, you know, Reese Nelson, I saw his name bounced in there, uh, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, or even Eddie Nketiah used as a sweetener in this deal. I think it's super expensive, and it's not worth it. I don't think it's really worth it, and I personally think these rumours benefit Madison more than it benefits Arsenal at this point so as of right now I don't see it happening however my caveat to this is that if Arsenal are unable to land Martin Odegaard or Husim Awa I think James Madison might be a deadline signing might be in the same vein as Mesut Ozil a couple of years back that's that's my caveat to that now we're going down the list of some really outrageous links right now. So we have Bernardo Silva from Manchester City. Never going to happen in a million years. 
Marco Asensio from Madrid. I think he's past his prime, even though I think he's like 28. I think he's he's done as, as a creative force, and I don't want to take that chance. Well, I don't think Arsenal should take that chance with him for this season. And the last rumour on this list is Sander Berg. I think this is an interesting transfer. Um, I would like to see it happen on the condition that Granit Xhaka actually leaves the club. Now, I think I should address this as well. In the previous episode, I did say I think Xhaka is going to leave for Roma. Hey, in two weeks, Roma did a U-turn. They said, no, I'm not going to do it. They were haggling over like 2 million euros or something. Something ridiculous like that. I think it's just a ploy by Mourinho. Do I see them coming in towards the end of the window? I don't think so. I personally don't think so. And there have been reports from The Athletic that, you know, Shaka is actually in line to get a new contract at Arsenal. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I, I'm personally okay with that because Shaka's not a bad player. He was one of the, you know, best players at Euro 2020 as well, mind you. Let, let's put some respect on his name. You know, he's come back from every adversity he's faced at Arsenal, and he's been a solid professional. Obviously, that's his job, but. I don't think he's bad, as bad as people make him out to be. And as a squad player, I think he's all right, but he's far too important. Uh, I think his role in the squad is far too important, and we do need to get a replacement for him. For him, yeah, we need to get a replacement for him in the first team so he can be like on the bench. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say. So that's going to wrap it up for quickfire transfer rumors on this episode. Uh, I fully expect to be completely wrong with all of these guesses. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's only guesses. But hey, we shall see what happens. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And of course, if you did, don't forget to share it with your Guna friends. You can find this podcast on any major podcasting app, Google Play Store, Apple, iTunes, whatever it's called, Spotify, you name it. With that being said, please stay safe, take care, and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye.